Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of 18 years of age or older, although maybe we need to change that because children, yeah, they're still kids. They're kids to us because we're uh, grown-ups. Uh, welcome to That's the right. Alternate Endings Podcast. I am Octopus Caveman, and with me as always is my partner in prose, the verbose vixen herself, the lovely, no, the lovely, loquacious <laughs> Tracy Morgan. How are you, Tracy? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Our intro is getting fucking nuts now. I got to remember lovely. I got to remember 18 <laughs> years of age. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to do it. If I, Maybe I should do it at some stage and you can just hear how messed up I get it and then we'll just pass it back to you. I'll you never mess you. it up. Ever. <laughs> so I just spent uh, my last dollar and 50 cents on a soda at 7-Eleven because uh, yeah. I, I still... I, I'm 33 years old, and I still haven't figured out how to be a person. Oh, honestly, I'm 38. I have no idea either. I just, you'd I think kind you'd of just get better at it, but you get worse. No, you do. <laughs> Here's something remarkable that happened, though. I was at 7-Eleven, and uh, do you have 7-Elevens over there? Um, I guess, is that like a convenience store? Yeah. They're not called 7-Elevens. But they're like open early till late, yeah. Few stores. Yeah, mainly. I was just curious if that if <laughs> yeah. that uh, if that chain was uh, worldwide at this point. No. So no. Uh, so I'm at the Seven Eleven, and this woman is in front of me. She's buying uh, a grape soda, strawberry mm-hmm. ice cream, and raspberry candy. And I thought in my head, she either loves fruit. Or fucking has no idea about the concept of real fruit, right? Like, she just had <laughs> all of these different fruit-flavored things. And I almost wanted to be like, oh, yeah. you could get a strawberry and some grapes and some raspberries. Like, what is that? That's a weird thing, isn't it? I hope she doesn't think that's her three or five a day. <laughs> I know. Because that's, that's bad. <laughs> it just made me, it made me think about, like, all of that stuff. There's so much stuff that's uh, just sugar. flavored like stuff. And you're like... The real thing is better. Like, I don't know. I mean, strawberry ice cream is nice because sometimes you get the little bits in there. But, like, raspberry candy <laughs> versus a handful of raspberries, I would go for the handful of raspberries. But you can't get that at a 7-Eleven. You can't go in there and be like, yes, I'd like, like, a handful of raspberries. No. Just like, <laughs> well, I feel like raspberries. Ah, fuck it. Strawberry uh, raspberry candy. That's good. That's good enough. That'll give me my raspberry fix. <laughs> There's, like, probably not a piece of raspberry in that it's just like some e-numbers or something but yeah. you know <laughs> I don't it's know. like people buy flavored water flavored water because you go oh apple water or you know strawberry water that must be good for you it's like got more sugar in it than coca-cola or something right. it's crazy well um, <laughs> just have some water she had a uh, she had a tattoo of a name on her back like the back of her neck and then over it was an onk it was like a bad cover-up <laughs> of an onk. So you can What's still kind of see that, you know, like it's like a cross with a circle part on the top, that Egyptian kind of cross. Uh, so she's uh, clearly not the queen of good decisions. I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't trust her with everything. But um, the onk is a weird one too, right? Because nobody's nobody practices that religion. No, I was like that for a minute. What, she's got a pig? Is that what Americans call pigs, an onk? <laughs> <laughs> That's where my head went. She's got a pig on the back of her neck. Oh. <laughs> yeah, no, wow. I don't know. Has she got like one of those um, tattoos on her arm that's all like in Chinese, but that says like you're a wanker and she thinks it says peace or something? Right, yeah. She's the, probably got one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it's someplace, it's hidden someplace and it means like strength or yeah. some god awful thing. Like, you know, all of those tattoos, all they really mean is that. You're not great at making decisions. And this is coming from a person who has the worst tattoos. So I, I am free to judge bad tattoos being an owner of multiple bad tattoos. I get to say, like, yeah, you're a part of the Bad Decisions Club, and I am the fucking leader. <laughs> that was a bad decision. Do you know, I do not have one tattoo. I keep going, I need a tattoo, but I just can't make up my mind. And I'm quite glad, because I probably would have had a million bad decision tattoos by now. Yeah, I'm kind of glad I held off. Part of me is like, uh, don't do it, because you'll regret it. But then part of me is like, yeah, do it and regret it, because that's part of life. Like, 
Uh, you get, yeah, had to do it. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of like that. Uh, I've had to own my bad decisions throughout my life. Maybe I should get a tattoo. As long as it's not one of those. Have you seen those people who like like I'm I'm like the biggest fan of John Candy. Don't get me wrong, but like there's people who have them like on an, a John Candy face on their leg or their arm, and you're just like, whoa, it's it's not good. It's not good. I there's think some that's guy awesome. that bless him. Keeps- <laughs> Let's do it. Let's get uh, let's get Cartoon John from Camp Candy. We'll get it together. <laughs> you are going to have to get me very drunk for that to happen. Like that's going to have to be a hell of a night. We'll get married in Vegas. I like get a John Candy Camp Candy <laughs> tattoo. That's how drunk I have to be. I love that. Uh, you know, it's it's supposed to be illegal to tattoo a drunk person over here, but. <laughs> if that was the case, I'd never have a tattoo. I was going to say, I don't think I'll be ever having a tattoo unless I am actually drunk. So, I remember, yeah, I don't I know remember, how that happened. I was getting my, my uh, chest tattooed, with that, that black heart I have on my chest. And uh-huh, I remember yeah. the guy was even talking to me about it. He was like, man, you're bleeding a lot. And I was like, yeah, I'm drunk. He was just like, oh, th- <laughs> that explains it. And just like kept going. <laughs> He's clearly okay with that. <laughs> that's quite hardcore too because uh, isn't the black doesn't that go in deeper than the other colors as well i mean that's yeah, a lot of black for the most part all in just, one lump yeah he's just grinding on my chest while he talked to his friends ouch i always think uh i, I remember like being a kid and thinking like being a tattoo artist or a piercer must be great because you get a bunch of young girls coming in there to make bad decisions like pierce my nipples <laughs> like but now, now that I'm older, I think like how horrifying that might be because it wouldn't oh, be like God. it wouldn't be like here, take a look at these. It's like, uh, could you destroy these for me? Here's my uh-huh. my young per- yeah. perky breasts. Uh, just mangle the nipple a little bit for me, and then put my boyfriend's name next to my vagina. Like you're just destroying people, right? Like we've all and had give those me a princess Albertina while I'm there. Yeah. We've, We've all had those relationships where you end the relationship and you're like, I'm pretty sure she's worse off for having met me. Like, I've had a lot of those. I had a marriage where I'm like, I'm pretty sure I left that one in worse shape. It's like leasing a car and you turn it in and it's just barely making it like the National Lampoon's car and you just get out and it falls and you're like, "Uh, I need a new one of those. (laughs) But as a tattoo artist, that's your profession. That's what you do. People come into you. Come into your place of business and leave worse off for it. Just like, (laughs) good luck with that swastika on your face. (laughs) Have fun finding a job. You're definitely going to regret this in 20 years. Oh, see, I had a, an ex-boyfriend many, many moons ago who had his nipple pierced, and they like literally clamped him. They clamped him so it was out, and then rammed it through, and it got infected. So he would like squeeze his nipple, and it was like he was lactating. It was vile, and like all this pus kind of. <laughs> so like, I'm getting a boner. <laughs> what is that fucking point? Like, I mean, I could imagine like talking to you like. Yeah, Tracy, I got this horrible thing in my nipple, and it's like this open wound, and it's terrible, and it hurts me. And you'd be like, oh, how terrible. And then like, no, 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 I elected to do this. In fact, I paid $100 to have this terrible infection. It seems very silly. Like, the older you get, the the sillier it seems. And even as a child, I had, like, a view of, like, the gauging the ears. People would stretch them out and shit. I was like, that's a stupid thing. You're going to super regret that. And now I see people all the time with them just, like, hanging and like oh, now, I know. And sometimes they're ripped. Yeah, like just a I, little ripped bit. I got oh. a buddy who uh, who has one ripped. Shout out to uh, Shane from the Freaky Geeks podcast. <laughs> oh, Shane, God love you. I just want to snip it off and just stitch it up for yeah, you. Yeah, you would think that would be Bless an it. easy surgery, but apparently it's kind of expensive. They kind of snip it and stitch it, but it just feels like like what a dumb thing for fashion. Like mutilation for fashion's sake seems kind of dumb to me. But some people really love it. I mean, like, everyone to their own, I guess, in a way. I used to have nine piercings, but you you wouldn't see any. No. Well, you could see them when I had them. They're not, oh, like, I was like, random. holy shit. That's a lot of, like, nipple and <laughs> vagina piercings, Tracy. Just, like, nine in a circle around your navel. <laughs> like Scaramanga. <laughs> <laughs> no, they were all in my ears and such like. But, um yeah like it was good at the time but you can take those out but some people god love them they do these things and they have to live with it forever 
here's the but thing. I don't know, is that each of their own It's your themselves. fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. You're, I'm, I'm putting you uh, in the place of all womankind because <laughs> you shouldn't fuck a guy that makes bad decisions. Like, if I get a tattoo on my face, I should be put on the please don't fuck me list because if I see a guy with a face tattoo getting fucked... I'm going to want to get a face tattoo to do that, too. That's No, women control what men do in a subtle way, right? So if you see a guy and he's got a tattoo of a like fucking swastika on his face, put that guy in the don't fuck him list, please. Women can oh, make gosh, the world no, better. Yeah, everybody you, put you that guy in the don't. Yeah, you secretly sticker, control the world, right? So go fuck <laughs> readers. If you see a guy reading on the subway, go fuck that guy. <laughs> that guy that guy should be like okay and then next thing you know i'm like oh huh, well what was he reading oh, oh okay atlas shrugged i'm gonna have to read that on the subway and the next thing you know more guys start reading and like you guys can can change the world for the better you know if a guy doesn't own books don't fuck him if a guy but doesn't you know, like uh huh you know that if men think women like men who read books there's gonna be some lazy men out there that are gonna have like an archie comic in the middle of a book or a porno or something like <laughs> but at least they're trying so like right that. it's a lot can better I, than the... page 30 because <laughs> right now we have the guy who's a dentist but he's like i ride a harley davidson because i want to be a biker so women will want to sleep with me <laughs> i'd much well, rather have people yeah. i'd rather have people pretend to be readers than pretend to be tough guys oh absolutely yeah, absolutely. But I'm just thinking a dentist that rides the Harley Davidson's not such a bad thing as long as he hasn't got the swastika on his face. You know, that that's the nobody, nobody sleep with that guy. That's yeah. just I don't care how drunk you get. That's that's not even on the scale, is it really? But do you know what this is turning into a getting fucked up with Octopus Caveman? This isn't an alternate endings at all. We're going to turn it around. We're going to turn it around. We're going to bring it around to Ghostbusters. <laughs> How do you link Ghostbusters to piercings? Go on. We'll do you like a tenuous it. link? <laughs> <laughs> Did you see uh, our friend Amanda in that? Uh, there's a, a, a documentary out called Ghost Heads. No, and you told me about this. I haven't watched it yet. It's right. on Netflix. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I need to watch it. Amanda, lovely Amanda. Yeah, she's was, so cool. Was, yeah, it was great to see her in there. But uh, yeah, we have tried to do this episode before. This has been uh, way too long in the making, and uh, there's been uh-huh. many setbacks. Uh, surgery. All, surgery. All, all kinds of stuff. But what's funny... Three hours in theater. What's funny is I almost want to drag it out like by a couple more months, because I said on the last episode, <laughs> I was like, by the time this this episode comes out, this will have been on DVD. Like, the new Ghostbusters will have been out on DVD. <laughs> And we're almost there. I think we're a couple months away. Oh, my God. Have you seen the new Ghostbusters? Have you watched it? Did you go? No. I loved it. I loved it. There was so much hate. And I was just like, no, I'm going to go. I'm really excited about it. There's lots of nods to the original, which is really cool. Um, Murray's in it as a cameo. Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Annie Potts, Ernie Hudson. There's a bust of Harold Ramis in one scene, so they get him in there too. And I'm just like, oh, so many nods to characters that weren't in there that should have been in there. It's like John Candy should have been in the original Ghostbusters, and there was nods to him in this one as well. So it kind of uh, it was it was great. Just go watch it for like watching a movie, say, can you? love it if you wanted to go and think it's going to be better than ghostbusters you're not going to be you know you're going to be disappointed but if you just go and watch it as a, as a film it's great i think there was um i think it was kind of handled wrongly though i think everybody would have liked it if um like the cameos that's neat and all but that's not what people really wanted it would have been better to have it take place in the same universe so that we could like yeah. in the back of our head been like Maybe in the next one they'll get Bill Murray. Like they could pull him out of retirement, yeah. or you know, like they totally killed yeah. that possibility to be like, no, no, no in this uh-huh. one, like Ernie Hudson's just a garbage man or whatever. Like it would have been better if they just had Winston. What if it was just Winston and he was just holding it down on his own, and the other guys moved on to like their successful careers? That would have been interesting because he was the dude who was like, ah, fuck this. I, I'm, this is just a job, you know. It would have been great. Yeah, if they I were guess. Just, like, you know, in any kind of way to to make it be in the same universe. I don't think it's the same as just giving them a cameo because you're really just killing that completely that those characters don't exist. This is a new thing. 
But I have a feeling, because I know for ages, for like probably a couple of years, Dan Aykroyd was saying, let's do a Ghostbusters, let's do it with female Ghostbusters. And he was trying to get Murray involved, and Murray wasn't interested. Ernie Hudson was slagging it off at one stage. So something must have changed. And maybe they did that in the agreement of, no, we'll be in it, but we're not going to be those characters again. I mean, Rick, Rick Moranis refused to be in it because he said, why would I go and do something that I did 30 years ago? So maybe that's how they all felt, and they just wanted that little cameo bit in. I mean, Dan Aykroyd even gets in the whole line, sorry, my cat's just running around no one can see that <laughs> apart from you <laughs> you're very professional um dan even gets in the line of i ain't afraid of no ghosts you know i kind of so think like, <sighs> i kind of think like fuck those guys though because like bob denver had to be gilligan for his entire fucking life jerry mathers still has to be the beaver he's not like uh, why would i want to go back and mm-hmm. do something i did 30 years ago he's like yeah i need a paycheck i'm gonna go pretend to be the beaver at a boat show I guess Harrison Ford, they had to kill him to get rid of his character. I guess, you know, that's... (laughs) Even Harrison Ford was up to it until they killed him. Yeah, he's, uh... He's he's, he's at least gone out and done other things and done some good acting and and some other other kind of fun stuff. But I don't think... He's not going to just be Star Wars guy. He's not David Prowse, who's just going to be Star Wars guy. Okay. Yeah, because he's Indiana Jones as well. Okay. But all of those poor bastards that just, TV guys especially, poor Bob Denver is just Gilligan for the rest of his life. And he had like a (laughs) 20-year period where he was like, nope, I'm going to go do other stuff, and I'm Bob Denver, I'm not Gilligan. It's just like Leonard Nimoy, right? With his his first book, I am not Spock. And then like 20 years go by, (laughs) and he's like, yeah, I'm Spock. I'm Spock. (laughs) And I want to eat, and I want to go fucking... (laughs) <laughs> Aykroyd Murray, I mean Sigourney Weaver, Annie Potts, and Ernie Hudson's done other stuff too. I mean they're not just defined by Ghostbusters, are Ernie they? Hudson it's not is, like uh, defined Moranis. for me by Congo. <laughs> are you going to start doing that impression again? I'm going to try. It? It's just this is his impression <laughs> of a man from Africa, and I am charming as shit. <laughs> I'm a great white hunter. I just happen to be black. He's remarkable in that. And anyway, let's not talk about Congo. <laughs> I, I know, can go just on for hours. About sesame cake. Yeah. <laughs> Stop eating. I'm not going to do it. Not going to do it. But I love Delroy Lindo. And thanks to Popcorn with Candy, I got to watch his uh, his uh, big screen debut in uh, Find the Lady. Uh, yeah. We're just getting all the podcasts in there today. Oh, yeah, let's plug them all. <laughs> let's plug them all. But really, we're not talking about this Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters. The oh, alternate yeah. ending was the original, yes. the best. We're yes. The classic. <laughs> the one, the only. Which uh, Ron Jeremy is in. Oh, he's not. He is. How he's... did I miss Ron Jeremy? How did he get into a PG? He's a. He's just a. He's an onlooker. There's a moment, and he's just kind of a guy that's just like pointing and looking shocked. He's in there. Do you know his? Pointing uh... with what? <laughs> yeah, he's just blowing himself in the background while Stay Puft is tearing up the town. God. <laughs> He shouldn't have been in Ghostbusters. That's awful. That's that's just ruined it. You've ruined it. He's in uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, the one with Ted Neely. Well, <laughs> he's in Jesus Christ Superstar, <laughs> or he's in Jesus Christ Superstar. <laughs> he's just hammering, oh, in, the, hammering in the nails with his dick. What if, just never I, know with Ron. I want uh, I want some listener someplace with much more time on their hands than me to do uh, just Photoshop Ron Jeremy blowing himself in the background of movies. So it's like Ted Neely up on the cross and Jesus Christ Superstar, and just tiny in the background is Ron blowing himself. There's Stay Puft cruising <laughs> through the town, and in the background is Ron blowing himself. Citizen <laughs> Kane, the like snow globe is breaking, and uh, in the background you can see a reflection of Ron blowing himself. <laughs> Just every movie. Every movie needs to have just Ron blowing himself hidden in the background. Oh, let's, man. let's hide it in our logo. Oh, no. I get asked, Gary, he's good. But is he that good? <laughs> Bless him. He's going to get mixed uh, mixed signals. Gonna... I know you're good, but are you this yeah, good? Is just Ron blowing yeah, himself? Yeah. 
He's like, eh, I, I reached the tip once, but. Uh... Oh. oh, man. So, Ghostbusters, anyway, we're about half hour in. All right. So, I have. <coughs> Sorry. I have uh, some fun stuff because I did not write an ending. Oh. Oh, no. We've gone to do this episode three times over the span of six weeks. Yes. And I love you <laughs> so much. Yeah, well, done an ending. That's hilarious. Okay, go on. Give, give me your facts. Your factoids. Uh, not factoids. I found other stuff. And uh, okay. I might do this for the show because this is remarkable. I, I went down this uh, fan fiction rabbit hole. Okay. Fan fiction is where it's at. There is erotic fan fiction for everything. And to prove it, oh. I found a uh, a piece of fan fiction, which is Ted Cruz, Guy Fieri, gay erotic fan fiction. Okay. Uh, so most of, the, most of the fan fiction, there's, there's fan fiction about Pong, where it's like the two paddles are, are double teaming the ball. It's really interesting. So I was looking into <laughs> stuff about... Um, uh, Ghostbusters. I've got some fun Ghostbusters stuff. So anyway, I went down the fan fiction rabbit hole, and I've been saving these links for an entire month waiting to do this. But here's just a little clip of uh, of Guy Fieri and uh, and Ted Cruz, gay erotic fan fiction. Ready? Okay. They knew it had to happen in the dumpster amidst the ruins Fieri had created. Amidst the soft filth beds of oversalted linguine, the dried rivers of donkey and blue sabby sauce covering their thrusting bodies like the fluid of the womb, and thrust they did, their quivering flesh truly a sight of horrors that would melt the face of any onlooker. With its pasty glare, Cruz his face a mess of Fieri's donkey love sauce, if we could call such a primal oh. horror show gush an act of love. As he slammed his throbbing American flagpole, his horrible, horrible, horrible throbbing American flagpole against Fieri's prone and rippling flanks, they both screamed, shuddering and twitching in in unison. This is what we deserve, they admitted from their mouth holes. We have truly looked into the abyss and looked back at ourselves. We are the kings of Flavortown, they screamed in simultaneous (laughs) orgasm. The end had begun. (laughs) Oh my god! How remarkable is wow. that? That's it's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty remarkable. <laughs> I'm glad you did the whole disclaimer of the uh, over 18s. Yeah, <laughs> at the beginning of the show. So I I found shit. all kinds of great stuff. Here's um, here's one for Cop and a Half. Do you remember that movie with Burt Burt Reynolds, an adorable little kid becomes his partner somehow? No, never saw it. So this is which what is surprising because I love my eighties. <laughs> there was one one entry for for cop and a half flavor or uh, cop and a half uh, fan fiction. So I was like, I gotta okay. see this, and I look it up. Here is the dis- the disclaimer before it. I've actually seen the whole movie Cop and a Half. Uh, I they left out not. That's how it was read. I have actually not S I C. Not seen the whole movie Cop and a Half, but I have seen parts of it, as well as its trailers and what was shown of it on Siskel and Ebert. And I've even read its reviews and synopsis, especially Ebert's, which was one of the few positive reviews. So I hope little Devin isn't too OOC here, if at all. I do not own Cop and a Half. So this motherfucker didn't even watch the movie and decided (laughs) to... He's going to write fan fiction about a movie he saw a trailer and a couple of reviews for. That's bananas to me. Like this it is, is bananas. This guy's life must be a fucking disaster, right? Like this guy has to be the king of mistakes. <laughs> I don't know how I would even do that. He is just guessing. So what's what was it good? What he wrote? What did or are you not gonna? It's it's so uneventful and boring. It's not even worth uh, sharing here. It's just like so. What the okay. hell? What the hell was he doing it for? I have no idea. He just like guessed what a movie would be and shit out like four paragraphs and like like I <laughs> I am the king of like shitting stuff out here. But uh, yeah, um, oh boy, there is some remarkable stuff on here there is a shitload of home alone fan fiction okay so we may have to do that but uh you got to hear this one this is amazing this is called home alone five 
away from home alone. Kevin is back and he's on steroids, but he's up to his old tricks and his two friends are back and get caught up in Kevin's situations. Okay, so I had to uh, I had to click on that one. And uh, this is how this starts. Synopsis. I would like to dedicate this film to all of those who were severely affected by 9-11. May God bless you. Jeffrey Edwards, author and veteran. When 9-11 hit, we were angry. We wanted payback. Then payback came in the form of an eight-year-old boy. His name? Kevin McAllister. Now he's eight years older. He's had eight years to perfect his skills. He's Rambo at 17. He's going to terrorize the terrorist. And as usual, he's going to drive them crazy. Kevin McAllister is back in Away From Home Alone, Home Alone 5. Starring Macaulay Culkin or John Cena. (laughs) Holy shit. This is so amazing. Everybody go fucking find that. This This is super worth reading. Uh, <laughs> it's not even really fan fiction. It's just this guy kind of, it's like an elevator pitch for doing a John Cena Home Alone movie. But, uh, oh boy. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. So let me bring this back to Ghostbusters. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> there is a ton of Ghostbusters, uh, fan fiction out there. And, uh, a lot of it is erotic. And a lot of people wanted to see Janine and Egon get together which i feel like is kind of kind of shitty for uh for lewis but uh yeah the janine egon relationship that's the one people are writing about the most but there was chemistry you could see chemistry there because like she got more with um lewis in the second one didn't she there was certainly chemistry between her and egon yeah in the first. so maybe bit, yeah. that's come from i read one and it was um uh, Janine Melnitz, Hot Night in New York City. And <laughs> it's, it's, um, it's definitely, it's definitely, definitely mind blowing and definitely adult. Um, I'm just going to read a little section of this and just, you get, oh my gosh. Hit, hit the 15 okay. seconds forward if you're not into horribly written erotica. Um, and uh, hit the little uh, half-speed one if you wanna if you wanna really drink this in. Every time, every time a lust-minded dude locked eyes on the diamonds that now tipped her ample breasts made her increasingly horny. That's a strange sentence. By the time she had made it to Central Park, she could feel the pussy juice lip- dripping down her leg. That is a nonsense statement. But they have made it, quote, sexy by just using vulgar language. This is not writing. I want it, like... (laughs) Janine was thoroughly enjoying the ogling and would have happily screwed any of them in a back alley right now. There was just one problem. Janine was a lesbian. (laughs) God, this is awful. Yes, it's like nonsense sentence, sex sentence... Crazy twist. Uh, so, uh, this is this is great. She had left the firehouse just for a walk. The idea of a quick fuck had crossed her mind and disappeared just as quickly. But now her pussy was aching and she wouldn't be able to hold off much longer. <laughs> I love that. You ever just, like, leave your house for a stroll and you're just like, oh, I'm thinking about a quick fuck. Nope, it's gone. Oh, but now I'm, like, I don't, I don't understand the characters in this. This is nuts. Um, so, uh, that's what I have done. Instead of writing you guys a, uh, if, instead of writing you an ending for this movie, I have, uh, stared into the abyss and the abyss looked back into me and has found me wanting. Oh, wow. So in lieu it's of an funny. ending, there you go. I have, uh, I have <laughs> things in my brain that I cannot pull out, but, uh, yeah. Next time, just write a fucking ending. <laughs> joking i did i did think about uh i did think about an ending where it was just gonna be bonkers and just ray screaming like uh you know like what's going on here and egon just like who gives a shit it's gonna be remade and forgotten in like 30 years (laughs) ah that was gonna be my ending but then i went down this fan fiction rabbit hole and then i was like fuck it like this is fine that's good this will take up a half hour and (laughs) boom we have there we go (laughs) 
You're welcome, Jeez. everybody. <laughs> I was really looking forward to Ghostbusters. I thought I could talk about John Candy and like how he was going to be in the film and the new film and link it all together and how John Belushi was meant to be Slimer. Because Slimer, obviously he passed away by then. Dan Aykroyd used to call Slimer Belushi. Anyway, he, that's, he, he basically figured that was Belushi's part in the film. And I was like, oh, yeah, we'll get back to the 80s and Slimer, I'll write a nice little ending. Slimer, and then, does and look then, like, uh, Slimer does look like he died from a terrible coke habit. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. <laughs> Is that why you... <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Maybe Slimer kind know. of looks like um, Slimer looks like the ghost of a uh, like an, an obese dwarf, doesn't he? Oh no! Like like even See, like the world's fattest dwarf would be like uh, like still like you could pick him up and like carry him like a baby, you know? <laughs> just picture Warwick Davis, but uh, if he just laid in bed and ate pizza and chicken all day like didn't move you know like you see that like fattest man in the world and he can't get out of his house they have to like cut the wall to take him to go get surgery picture that but a dwarf and it's like no no i got him and just one fireman can pick him up and carry him out that's what slimer looks like <laughs> going back to the whole people have to cut people out of their houses and things how do they get that big if they can't get to the fridge because they literally can't move who's feeding them oh there's always taking a salad Tracy. There's always a feeder. Yeah, you don't you There's don't know feeder. how easy uh-huh. it is to find enablers. I am an expert. I'm an expert <laughs> at it. Enablers are wonderful. Shout out to my enablers. I love you guys, and uh, I'll see you see you tonight. <laughs> so, so I was going to go back and do a Tracy sweet ending. On, like, Ghostbusters. And I question, feel like it's though. completely ruined now. It's ruined. Well, Everything's it a, ruined. Isn't it a horrible universe? Like, in this universe, you die and then just become a fucking monster? Everybody that dies no. in this universe becomes a monster? No, I don't know if everyone becomes a monster. Just the bad ones, I guess. But as I say, Dan Aykroyd on set used to refer to Slimer as John Belushi. So I think that's he felt like he was there in some so way just shape the or bad form. ones come back so we, this movie takes place in a universe where there's a god and good people go to heaven but bad people torture the good people <laughs> this is a confusing Maybe. universe it is a confusing universe but then if you were to look later on like slimer in the cartoon series of ghostbusters is a ghostbuster and helps Helps him out, does he not? He like drives him around and stuff in the cartoon version. Yes, but he understands so, English but doesn't speak it, which like leads me to believe maybe he's like a, a deformity. He's the ghost of a deformed person who couldn't quite form words. He has no feet and he just kind of goes like, he's like Snarf from the Thundercats. Like, what is he the ghost of? He's not the ghost of a person. Is he the ghost of like I don't know a bogey? He's like a ghost of a bogey. Somebody's really big bogey. Yeah. What the fuck? Pull from a giant nose. It's, it's, all, con- yeah. it's all confusing. <laughs> like, this makes no sense. Like, this whole universe makes no sense. If you stray from just the comedy part of it, it's nuts. <laughs> okay. I'm going to go ahead and tell you my... I, I've written it a long time ago, and, it, and my writing is worse than any doctor's, though it's quite hard to read. <laughs> and it's not really... <laughs> I'm just gonna fudge it. I'm gonna fudge it through. Yeah. <laughs> Today I got a piercing. No. <laughs> um. <laughs> so I'm just gonna tell you the roundabout way. So they they kill the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, and if you go back to the first ever episode of Alternate Endings, um, my brother Dave wrote in an alternate ending of kong where they had ghost kong and the ghostbusters had to come and and get rid of ghost kong. So ghost kong turns up. And they're like trying to get in with their, their their proton packs, et cetera. And they're like, we're never going to defeat him alone. And then this voice just comes from behind and says, you guys need some help. And Peter turns around. Oh, sorry, Ray turns around. And says, Who are you? I'm your Uncle Buck. <laughs> and 
John Candy puts his cigar in his mouth, does the John Candy laugh, eyes wide, serious face, fires up his drill, and a proton stream comes out of it, and they all fire straight at Kong, and they're all, like, stuck in that sort of, you know, like, crossover, and it's still not like, doing any good. So they try and take him, but Ghost Kong is just too strong. So they need one more man for the job, like a superhuman spirit. And next minute, another proton stream just comes from nowhere. And Peter looks across and says, I knew you would come. And a ghostly figure standing next to the team just smiles and winks. And it's the ghost of John Belushi. They all basically basically cross the proton packs. They manage to take down Ghost Kong. They struggle and struggle and uh, take him down. And Belushi just turns salutes and just disappears and turns into Slimer. And then the rest of them just turn around and, and go play bowling with Uncle Buck. There was more to it. But I'm skipping over it now because because it was just a sweet Tracy story and we've had fan fiction and throbbing penises and juicy pussies and <laughs> and I just I'm just not in the mood anymore. <laughs> this it feels like uh, Seth and I, my buddy Seth, we used to play a game called called Cameo. That's what we've called it. But but uh, as kids, we used to play this game and it was just like you just it's just cameo after cameo. Just tiny little characters from movies, like it would be like uh, you know Bill and Ted are walking down the street, and then the Blues Mobile drives by, and then they uh-huh, drive uh-huh. into uh, uh, Movie Burger from uh, Clerks, and uh, that kid is <laughs> right. Like it was just that, and you just had to go back and forth. It was almost like an improv game with movie characters. I yeah, feel like, I like it. Your ending was like like uh, a series of it was cameo that you played with yourself, where you're just like. <laughs> Well, John, John was going to be Louis Kelly. But Kelly's. I do picture, like, John Belushi, like, shooting his proton pack, and he turns and just, like, gives a thumbs up to the camera. <laughs> but since it's Belushi, he then does something gross, because he's just gross. He would just, like, give the thumbs up and smile and then just puke. <laughs> just turns into slime and flies off again. There's so gross about that, man. Do you think? Yes. I think there was something awfully sweet about him about as well. Belushi? I think yeah, I think he would have been a really sweet guy. I think it depends what you read. If you were to read the Bob Woodward biography, it's awful. And um, Dan and uh, Judy Belushi, they put so many hours into that into that book in terms of giving interviews, and then he twisted everything around and just made it like a gross drug story. But actually, I think John Belushi was a really sweet guy in a, in a way. I mean, obviously he had his issues and his demons, don't we all? Probably, but, yeah. He's probably like me, right? Just kind of like a... Like a fuck up. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm all over up. the fucking place. Let's make this sad again. <laughs> no, oh god, we're getting fucked up with Octopus Cave, Marley. It's just like we'll just, we'll just cover all the podcasts. We've even got a bit popcorn with because we're talking about John Candy. Yeah, we threw some JC <laughs> in Let's there. get them all in there. <laughs> so I uh, I spent nine hours reading Home Alone fan fiction, but I spent zero oh, hours shit. reading. Uh, reading any of the endings that were submitted for this because I like to read them fresh. <laughs> I like them fresh. Um, but uh, I was thinking I'd, I'd start with Andrews. Yeah? Yes, go with Andrews. All right. So Andrew from uh, Andrew Strother from uh, Chaotis Infinitum, a uh, great uh, grindcore band that I used to be in when I was a kid, and he is still in as an adult because he's uh, he's radder than me. <laughs> Uh, he submitted an ending for Ghostbusters. Um, here it is. As the Ghostbusters, Lewis, and Dana start to celebrate their messy defeat of the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man, Vankman quickly realizes that Tolly and Follett fucked while posed, possessed by the Gatekeeper and Keymaster. Vankman shuns Dana, refusing to be Tolly's sloppy seconds. Also, baby Oscar in the second Ghostbusters is the love child of the Gatekeeper Keymaster Union and a toddler instead of a baby. When Vigo tries to take over toddler Oscar, he finds Gozer waiting on the astral plane. Vigo is quickly defeated. The Stave Puff Marshmallow Man returns and the Ghostbusters must battle him in the Statue of Liberty, all to Jackie Wilson's higher and higher. Oscar is stepped on <laughs> during the battle. Whoops. <laughs> Poor old Oscar. It's such good. Wow. Why is everybody fucking each other in Ghostbusters? I'm telling this is you. It's a PG. That, Can no. I point this out? It's a PG. This is uh <laughs> this is what happens when this is this is who our listeners are, Tracy. 
<laughs> this is who they are, and they're wonderful people, and I admire their their creativity. Don't shit on our our listeners. Steve's Steve's uh, uncomfortable uh, big ending is remarkable. I, I remember Chris Chris in the uh, Chris in the Ewok fuck party. That's what we do here. This is what we do. Those fan fiction people are our people. <laughs> they must hate me. They must really hate me. No, I mean, you're, I you're did a part have, of this too. Just, just don't judge. You're like the I'm person. You're the person I'm at just... the end of the night. Like you get cocaine and whiskey, and you're having a party, and like everything's good, and everybody's high and fucked up, and you're like, oh man, I'm ashamed of myself, and we're like, oh, you, you're killing the mood. Get naked. <laughs> You're the girl at the party that cries, and everybody's like, "Fuck! I thought I thought we were gonna have sex." And then she started talking about her mom, and then it got weird. Ugh. God, oh my god, am I that girl? You, yeah, you ever been at a party with like a girl who uh, gets drunk and like uh, she's really Christian, and all of a sudden she, it's just like heartbreaking, and she starts to regret everything. <laughs> Oh, thank God. I've been to some interesting parties, I guess, and I've met some interesting people. But it's always great when there's a girl crying because you and you show like you're like uh, when there's a crying girl at a party, your eyes have to dart around, and you're like, who's who's taking care of this? Like it's terrible if you're like darting around and it's like nobody's there, and you're like, oh fuck, I got to do this, and you're like, what's wrong? And like, yeah, it's just my mom, and you're like, oh god, why did you come out tonight? Stay in bed. Just don't like. Don't leave the house if you're sad. And if you're sad and you're out, go back to your house. That's what your house is for. It's a place to be sad. I'm not happy here. I'm in my house. This is not a happy place. This is this is a cathedral to my sadness, and that's why I'm here. Oh, but when I'm happy, I go maybe out. Been, maybe she's just been drinking gin. I mean, gin does that to a girl. It does it's like mother's ruin? Yeah, hmm. <laughs> it makes you cry. Is that why she uh, should have had? JD. Do you think this, that, been fine. Do you think that's why Bond <laughs> does the uh, the vodka martini? Is like gin makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be a whole other like film if if Bond drank gin. He would just be crying a lot, a lot. <laughs> All the like, people I've he, killed, he, <laughs> the things no, I've he'd done. Be just like, you might as well just take me now, Jaws. You know, just bite through that cable tie, cable car tie. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm done. I'm over. I'm over. I like it. the idea of like a depressed Bond who's just like, I don't fucking care. Just kill me now. <laughs> I tell you what, he'd be far more lethal because everyone would be like terrified of him. People who aren't scared of death are terrifying, aren't they? Really, God, not scared of anything. But wow. Okay, <laughs> that's a great ending, though. Um, I like the fact that poor uh, poor Oscar gets it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, bringing up baby Oscar, yeah. So, uh, do, you wanna keep... do, do you want to do uh, Amanda's? I was going to do Aaron's. I was going to let you do Amanda's this time around, because I did Amanda's last time. Oh, okay, I'll do Amanda's. So I was going to do Aaron's. Is that cool? Yeah, absolutely. I, don't, I, think, I think Amanda would prefer you to read it than me to read it. Sorry, Aaron, you've got stuck with me. So, um... Ray, Peter, Winston, and oh, I should whoa, say Ashley whoa, before let's, I go. Yeah, let's, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's give <laughs> let's give the man a proper plug. He's a, he's a member of the family. <laughs> at Pantless Shorts, you can follow him at Pantless Shorts, and he's from the amazing Super Jump Radio podcast, which you can follow on Twitter at Super J Radio. Bless him, and he's really good. He writes in all the time as well. He's a real sweet guy. So thank you, Aaron, for writing in. So this is Aaron's alternate ending to Ghostbusters. Ray, Peter, Winston and Egon were standing in amazement. They had just blasted Goza with charged particle beams and Goza had vanished. Ray cried in surprise. We neutralised it. You know what this means? A complete, a complete particle reversal. Winston added, we have the tools, we have the talent. Peter joined in. It's Miller time. Egon did not look at the celebration. He was staring intently at his PKE meter. Ray, this looks extraordinarily bad. The temple started to shake and a few rocks fell from above as the Ghostbusters scattered. Before anyone could react, the voice of Goza boomed out from the temple. Subcreatures, I can't do a Goza voice. Subcreatures, Goza the Gozerian, Goza the Destructor, Volgus Zeldroha, the Traveller has come, choose and perish. 
Ray asks, what do you mean, choose? We don't understand. Goza's voice appeared to be coming from everywhere. Choose. Choose the form of the destructor. Peter piped up. Whoa, I get it. I get it. Very cute. Whatever we think of, if we think of J. Edgar Hoover, J. Edgar Hoover will appear and destroy us, okay? So empty your heads. Empty your minds. Don't think of anything. We've got one shot at this. Goza's deafening voice blasted at them a third time. The choice is made. The traveller has come. Peter looked back at the temple in shock. Whoa, whoa, nobody chose anything. Did you choose anything? Egon was confident. No. Peter looked at Winston. Did you? Winston shook his head. My mind's totally blank. Peter added, I didn't choose anything. As one, Peter, Winston and Egon all turned and looked at Ray. And Ray was trembling with fright. It just popped in there. Peter shouted, what? What just popped in there? Ray stammered. I, I tried to think. Suddenly from afar off, all the Ghostbusters could hear a loud stomping noise and screams. Egon was already looking through binoculars. Look, Peter, through the binoculars and fell silent. Oh, hang on. Sorry. I, oh, I'm, God. Uh, messed up. I'm trying, um, I'm trying really hard not to, uh, to pop in with stuff, but there's moments where I just want to pop in with uh, a that's what she said. Because <laughs> just popped in there. Boom. <laughs> What? What just popped in there? (laughs) (laughs) Egon was already looking through binoculars. Look, Peter looked through the binoculars and fell silent. Ray turned reluctantly towards the screams. It can't be. Winston asked, what is it? Ray's eyes grew wide. It can't be. (laughs) What's just popped in there? (laughs) (laughs) Winston grabbed Ray by the arms. What did you do, Ray? Ray just repeated, it can't be. Is it going to be Ron Jeremy, do you think? Yes, just blowing himself. (laughs) (laughs) Winston finally saw it for himself. Oh, shit. Ray defeated so quietly, it's a giant dick and balls. It is Ron Jeremy. (laughs) 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 Sure enough, a humongous erect penis, complete with testicles, was now stomping its way through the city, destroying cars and buildings with abandon as it slowly made its way across New York City to the Eye of Oshandra building. Peter finally spoke up. Well, there's something you don't see every day. (laughs) Egon looked at Ray. Is there something you want to tell us? Ray whimpered. When I realised the destructor could be anything, I tried to think of something funny, you know, something that couldn't be possibly a serious threat. Peter was still looking through the binoculars. (laughs) And people, people are actually trying to ride that thing. (laughs) (laughs) The massive penis's mouth opened a bit and let out an unearthly scream. (laughs) As it does, that's perfectly normal. Oh my god, don't ever bring your screaming penis near me. I'm not sure what to do with the screaming penis. That's a good uh that's a good band name, the screaming penis. <laughs> the screaming penis. You know what to do with a screaming bean it penis. You just beat it till it shuts up. <laughs> Until it vomits. Yes. A penis is a lot like a drunk. It just wants attention. And then once it's had it, it just throws up and goes to bed. Goes to sleep. (laughs) So the massive penis's mouth opened a bit and let out an unearthly scream. Ray was gibbering a bit quickly now. It just seems silly, you know. A giant penis walking around killing millions of people. Peter snorted. Sounds like a Donald Trump as president. (laughs) (laughs) Aaron, I love you. Goza's voice blasted at them again. The traveller has been modified. Peter shouted at the temple, What? You're just playing with us now. As he stared out at the monstrous penis, Winston's jaw dropped. Okay, no, really have seen everything. And the penis's head had now been replaced with Donald Trump's head. It was still several blocks away, but the Ghostbusters could faintly hear it saying, I'm going to build a wall around the Ghostbusters. It's going to be a great wall, huge. That's what I do. I build big walls and I'm going to make Bankman pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Peter shouted, Mother Puss Bucket. (laughs) Mother Puss Bucket. And then Peter, Egon and Winston all stared at Ray. It just seemed an even silly idea, you know. Egon shouted shouted excitedly, Do you realise what you've done? 
Peter was somber, doomed us to be eating by a Trump penis. Egon shook his head. <laughs> no, Peter, you just don't get it. Ray just saved all our lives. Peter was incredulous. What? Egon was talking even faster now. There's no way a penis of that size can support the weight of Donald Trump's ego. He turned and pointed. <laughs> Look. <laughs> sure enough, as the Ghostbusters looked on, the Trump penis was swaying as the body seemed to have a difficulty staying erect. As they watched, the giant penis started to shrink as Trump's head impotently <laughs> held something about the media being against him and the system being rigged. <laughs> Winston looked down in amazement. No, now I've seen everything. Ray yelled excitedly, Trump defeated himself. And Egon adjusted his glasses. Well done, Ray. <laughs> Peter added, Trump as a limp dick seems appropriate. Cue the Ghostbusters theme. I think it's funny that you chose to read that one because now I'm going to think like maybe Aaron and Steve had a bet together for like, uh, who can make Tracy <laughs> say the most fucked up stuff? And uh, Steve started with that, that big ending, and then Aaron's like, uh, I'll bet I can make her say penis like 30 times. <laughs> Screaming penis over and over again. <laughs> Screaming peni. <laughs> Thank you, Aaron. That's funny. <laughs> that rules. That, that's, uh, that's awesome. So, last but not least is uh, our submission from Amanda. At Amanda the Hoser on Twitter, uh, the precocious the precocious princess of plot. That's how she's known. Ah, uh, yes, it is. All right. Uh, so uh, I've got a note here. Since this is written in script format, it works best if you read it with weird voices. Um, <laughs> but see, it, it's gonna. I'm gonna fuck it up if I read it in voices because I don't do. Any voices that would sound anything like these characters. Do you want me to do a voice for you? You want to do a script? Um, no, let, let's just go for it. I'm just going to see what I can okay. do. Egon, look. Ray, no, it can't be. Winston, <laughs> what is it? <laughs> Ray, it can't be. Winston, what did you do, Ray? <laughs> Ray, it can't be. Winston, oh, shit. <laughs> Ray, solemnly, it's Captain Crunch! Captain Crunch stomps down the street, cackling maliciously. Crunchitize me, Captain! <laughs> Captain Crunch rips the letters off of the Trump Towers and eats them, cackling. <laughs> I love the way Donald's just getting shit all over. That's brilliant. <laughs> Peter, well, there's something you don't see every day. <laughs> Ray, I tried to think of the most harmless thing. Something I loved from my childhood. Something that could never, ever possibly destroy us. Captain Crunch. Peter. Nice thinking, Ray. Ray. We used to hold contests around the campfire to see who could fit the most Captain Crunch cereal into their mouth back at Camp Wakanda. Arnold Wilkins would always win, but he'd drool all over the campfire until it went out. That's when the camp counselor would come out <laughs> with the spank us with a yardstick. Peter. Ray has gone bye-bye. Egon, what have you got left? Egon, sorry, Venkman, I'm terrified beyond the capacity for rational thought. Captain Crunch laughs sinisterly and stares at them. Winston, oh no. Peter, sweet mother of Abraham Lincoln. Captain Crunch <laughs> stomps out a Wendy's. Peter, nobody steps on a Wendy's in my town. Ray, one, <laughs> two, three, get him. They shoot the streams at Captain Crunch, causing him to growl and climb up the building. I, I, I don't even picture Captain, Captain Crunch growling. You'd just be like, oh. <laughs> Peter, whoa. The Ghostbusters run and hide. Ray, funny us going out like this, killed by a crusty old hundred-foot cereal man parading around as a sea captain. Peter, we've been going about this all wrong. This Captain Crunch isn't so bad. In fact, I think I'd let him crunchitize me any day. He's a sailor. He's in New York. We get this guy laid. We won't have any trouble. <laughs> <laughs> She's done a great job of actually like capturing their voices here. Uh, Egon, I have a radical idea. The door swings both ways. We could reverse the particle flow through the gate. Peter, how? Egon, we fill our, pro our proton packs with milk. <laughs> Excuse me, Egon. 
You spent thousands of dollars on designing this machinery, and now you think it's time to fill it with milk? Ray, fill it with milk. Peter, (laughs) you're going to endanger us. You're going to endanger our client, the nice lady who paid us in advance before she became a dog. She's lactose intolerant. (laughs) Not necessarily. We won't shoot any of of the milk towards her. Peter, I love this plan. I'm excited to be a part of it. Let's do it. <laughs> Winston, this job is definitely not worth eighteen five a year. My line has been modified purely for the sake of inflation. <laughs> they run to the temple and start filling their proton packs with milk, fresh out of the bag. Egon, hurry. Peter, see you on the other side, Ray. Squirts the milk at Captain Crunch. Ray, nice working with you, Dr. Vankman. Shoots the milk, crossing the streams. Let's turn them <laughs> on, Spangler. Egon and Winston fire. Cross them now, Spangler. Captain Crunch sees what's going on. He screams. The four streams of milk combine to make one big one, blasting right into the temple. The gates swing shut. Peter, Ray, Egon, and Winston. Ah, oh no, help, it's gonna blow. Let's get out of here. They stop firing and run away. The temple explodes, and so does Captain Crunch. Cereal rains all over the city. Peck looks up just in time for a piece to fall into his mouth, causing him to choke. The Ghostbusters are literally slipping on cereal pieces. Ray. Oh, oh, Winston, are you all right? Winston. Yeah, laughs. Ray. Vankman? Spangler? Vankman? Spangler? Egon enters. Oh, Spangler, are you okay? Egon. I feel like the table of a toddler's high chair seat. Peter enters. <laughs> Ray, Vanky. Peter, I'm all right. Ray, thank God, you okay? Egon, I'm all right. A few meters away, Lewis and Dana are calmly eating Captain Crunch cereal off the ground. <laughs> Lewis, uh, it's been 80 years since I last saw my wife. This was her favorite food. <laughs> Dana, I once wore a bathing suit made entirely of Captain Crunch cereal. Ray, look, they're delicious. Peter runs over to Lewis and Dana and administers an abrupt backhanded smack to each of their faces, jolting them back into reality. Lewis, what happened? Dana, oh, it's you, the game show host. Lewis, boy, the superintendent's going to be pissed. (laughs) Ray, are you okay? Lewis, who are you guys? Ray, we're the Ghostbusters. Lewis, who does your taxes? Uh, Ray, you know, Mr. Tolley, you are a most uh, a most fortunate individual, Lewis. I know. Ray, you have been a participant in the biggest interdimensional cross trip since the Tunguska Blast of 1909, Lewis. <laughs> felt great. Egon, we'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue, Lewis. Okay, wait a minute. No, no, that's where the tolster draws the line. He grabs his head, holding onto it protectively. Nobody's cutting my head open, you hear? What makes you think you have the right to do that, huh? Egon and Ray walk away, Lewis shouting, Wait a minute! You get back here! I'm not through with you guys! Winston, I love this town. Everybody flies out of the building, and Janine runs to Egon. Janine, Egon! They kiss. He pats her cheeks. Lewis comes out waving. Lewis, what's going on? Does anybody want to interview me? I'm an eyewitness. I was up there. Immediately, everyone starts cheering and chanting, Lewis! Lewis! The crowd could care less about the Ghostbusters. They get shoved aside, and all the news reporters flock to Lewis. Everybody has totally fever. The crowd lifts him up, and Lewis crowd surfs all the way into a hot pink limousine, where he is met by Brooke Shields and a man in a nice suit. Waiter, champagne, Mr. Tully? Lewis, don't mind if I do. Suit man, Lewis Tully, we'd like to offer you the chance of a lifetime. Would you do this the honor of becoming the owner of everything? <laughs> Lewis, boy, would I? Who who cares about that possibility? Or who cares about that possibly traumatizing experience I just had with Captain Crunch? I'm sure all this will cure all of the psychological trauma that I should be suffering from right now. I'll do it. Brooke swooning over him. You know, I have a thing for short, nebbishy men like yourself, Lewis flustered. I, I think I could get used to this. Five years <laughs> later, Lewis is sitting in his office with his feet up on a big desk. A desktop fan is running nearby with $100 bills taped to the cage, flapping in the wind. This is, uh, that's a beautiful visual. Lewis, this is the life. <laughs> 
The Ghostbusters are scrubbing and waxing his floors and windows. Janine is wearing a French maid's outfit as she brings him a beer. The end. (laughs) I would not have expected it to end any other way, Amanda. That was an awesome script, but I'm so glad that... Lewis got everything because uh, she loves yeah. she loves Moranis. I know she's a Rick fan, but did she need to like subjugate the rest of the Ghostbusters? <laughs> Couldn't they all be she friends? Never, she never mentioned Dana again. I I fear Dana's still in a toilet somewhere having diarrhea because she was lactose intolerant and she started eating Captain Crunch. <laughs> so she <laughs> Dana just hashtag diarrhea life. <laughs> <laughs> That is, uh, that's great. (laughs) I like it when the underdog comes good. It was a good ending. (laughs) So that was it this week. I mean, this month. How often do we do this? I don't even fucking know. I think think it's been about six weeks. (laughs) Has it been? It's been about six weeks. Well, I hope you didn't say anything bad. I'm not going to fucking edit this one bit. I'm just going to... uh, Throw on the intro music, throw on the outro, and it'll go up today. (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Well, I did say Screaming Penis quite a lot, and could you not edit that out for me? No, God, no. Screaming Penis, that's... Oh, God, it's okay. So, uh, what are we doing next time? I kind of want to do... I just it. Go on. What do you want to do? I want to do Ghost. I just recently (gasps) rewatched it. And I love P-Sways. I want to do some Swayze films. Let's do Ghost. Okay. Some Ghostbusters to go. So let's do it. Awesome. All right, guys. So <laughs> tune in next uh, month for Ghost. Uh, maybe <laughs> next month. Eight weeks. Whenever. Just subscribe. <laughs> and it's a happy surprise when it pops up. Right? <laughs> so uh, follow Tracy Morgan on Twitter at Tracy Mixed Bag. Or uh, find her, I'm sure she does the Facebooks. She's probably got a MySpace, so if you want to see what she was up to circa 2006, <laughs> go look her up there. Um, I, I know she's, you've got a Fet Life, right? Um, <laughs> have you heard of Fet Life? It's like Facebook for fetish people. I, I was going to say, it just, I don't need to know. I just know, automatically knew it was going to be something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have. Of course I have. I've got two. <laughs> two accounts. <laughs> <laughs> she's got a, uh, she's a regular webcam model. Uh, she's got a, <laughs> she's got a, <laughs> uh, or you can, she, she's working on the uh, wonderful biography of uh, John Candy. So you can find her at searchingforcandy.com or you can, uh, you know, do the extra work and put in the uh, searchingforcandy.blogspot.com if you'd like, like I do. <laughs> I put in the work because I love you. Oh, thank you so much. And, and people can find you on Twitter at Octopus Caveman. Yeah, at Atom Music. People can go and listen to your music. Yeah, go, um, go fucking wherever music is uh, sold or stolen. Go check out my new album. It's called No Shame in Losing, and it's the one that I'm actually proud of. Oh, so, yeah, uh, it's awesome. And uh, you go know that bar? That. That bar where you're like, who fucking goes there? And you drive by, it's like the middle of the afternoon, and you're like, what is that? Who? Why are people there? And you're like, I would never go into that place. That place looks like a fucking nightmare. Well, if you pull in there, I'm probably in there. <laughs> Come by so me a beer and say hi. I love enablers, <laughs> and I love brunettes. <laughs> Let's leave the description there. I know what comes after that. Yeah. <laughs> It's just me sitting alone in a bar playing that Redbone song, just waiting for somebody to walk in and make a bad decision. And people can also listen to other podcasts. There's the Dave podcast with nope. the Green Korean. Nope. There is nope. no, no, no. Nope. Whoa, 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 whoa. The, nope, nope. We'll go and check it out. There's like no plugs. Twenty nope. episodes. Nope. No plugs. No plugs. <laughs> no, getting fucked up. No, okay. yeah, yeah. You can you can check out the Dave podcast, which is great. Uh, getting fucked with octopus, getting fucked up with octopus caveman. Uh, popcorn with candy. Yeah, I mean, just just go listen to my album. Go buy it. Spend spend the money on iTunes because I could super use the money, and I'm proud. Yeah, I'm so proud of it. Yeah, and pride cometh before the fall. <laughs> 
You've got no more falls. We're going to be fine. Fuck, I hope not. I keep feeling like this is rock bottom. And then, like, you just drop down another level and you're like, oh, no, this is rock bottom. And then it's like, here we go. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like a roller coaster <laughs> and it just keeps going down. I'm like, at some point you got to get used to the free fall. You'll bounce at some stage. You're bouncing right now. Am I bouncing? You're bouncing. Mm. <laughs> I don't know about we that. We need to say thank you to Gary. We need yeah. to say thank you to Gary for our awesome logo. Gary at your some horse. Or is it? Oh, God. Gary, I've messed it up. He's at, yeah, your some horse. At, underscore horse. At underscore, at underscore horse. horse. Underscore. At underscore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Gary. I'm so sorry, Gary. Gary is awesome. Go clip find Gary. Horse. That's clip clap horse. Clip clap horse. <laughs> All right. Well, that is alternate endings, and uh, I love you. I love you too. I've missed you. Okay. Bye. Bye, everybody. <laughs>